Welcome to Location Matters, the podcast from NGIS, covering the world of mapping and location technology. When you map the right data, you can find fascinating insights. Simple analyses shown on a map can help you see the patterns you couldn't see elsewhere, which help you make decisions. I'm Sarah Butler, this is episode 23 of Location Matters, and today I am joined by Dion Fleming and Adam Mullet. We'll be discussing their analysis, which uses a map to help answer the question of where it is best to use ride-sharing instead of a taxi. Adam, what is the analysis you performed? Well, it's pretty obvious to most people who have uh, actually used Uber or a taxi that, in general, um, Ubers are cheaper, right? But I was I was struck when I was travelling between Perth, Sydney and Melbourne that taxis are not only different in each city, that Ubers are different in each city in, in terms of price, like the price per kilometre, the flag fall, but also the percentage that the driver actually receives. So in different cities, the driver is getting a different rate and they're getting a different percentage. And then there's things like booking fees or not booking fees. Um, some airports don't charge an airport entry fee for the driver and others do. And then again, um, there are some places with high uh, fees and some with low. So just as out of our own interest, I said, all right, let's have a look and see where people are most incentivized to check the price. The other thing is that there are different um, ride-sharing options in each city. So in Perth, we have like quite a few. In other cities, say like Adelaide or Hobart, there are far fewer. Um, And so again, that has an impact on the price. So after looking at the analysis, uh, what did you learn from that? Well, we learned that, uh, like I said, there's different prices in different cities, but we learned that the um, there is quite a clear uh, strategy depending on their penetration in the market. Uh, and that also depends on the number of drivers and it depends on um, how many riders there are as well. And so what we found is that in places like Sydney, there was actually a lower, uh, sorry, a smaller gap between what is the cheapest ride option, which is often Uber or Ola, and taxi, which is often the highest. On top of the uh, the East Coast differential, um, we found throughout the whole the whole country um, the, the length of the journey also um, sort of impacted on um, whether there's a higher or lower incentive to take ride sharing over the taxi. Um, so we found pretty much across the whole country that a, a shorter journey, um, it's more there's a higher incentive to take ride sharing. Um, and I think that mainly came down to the flagfall uh, cost f- uh, of a taxi. Um, so there's a, sort of immediately, a, I think it's between, anywhere between 5 and $10 charged um, for booking the taxi, um, whereas with rideshare, that's much lower. Um, so a shorter journey, then the, the difference is much lower. What we saw is that in Sydney, there is, uh, like I said, a smaller differential in Perth, if you take a taxi from the airport to the city or an Uber, it is almost double. So it is north of $50 if you take a taxi or is about $28 if you take an Uber, which includes airport fees and everything else that you have to be charged. So obviously for the for the punter or for the user of the, um, of the ride share, it is a clear decision. However, you know, you think about the poor taxi driver, he has no control over the price of his fare, right? So, you know, it comes down to policy decisions as well. And this is where a map can really show um, 
the the patterns really well is that when when you actually show that in black and white, this is how a taxi driver is being affected by um, your policy. It it really makes it clear about uh, what policymakers should really do. So, Dion, why is a map the best way to show and share this data? Oh, I think um, sort of based on the data we collected, um, we found we could show it with a list and you could get some insights from that. But when we started to display it on a map and visualise some of the spatial patterns, um, like I said, the length of the journey, uh, as soon as we put that into our into our GIS platform, uh, that became immediately obvious and that wasn't really clear when we looked at it in a, in a spreadsheet or on a table. Um, so that was one of the big things is understanding the spatial context or the, the spatial patterns that um, sort of sit behind the data um, that's generally hidden when you view when you viewed it initially when we just saw the numbers um, it, yeah, it wasn't Im- immediately obvious um, so yeah viewing it on a map you get that location uh, context and, and background um, and yeah it, it straight away unlocks some patterns that we hadn't noticed uh, before one thing I'd add um, to what Dion just said is that it's good to do the analysis on the map because it provides the context for the person who's doing um, the data work but once you actually get the answer you're looking for, you don't need to see the map. Like when you just say this was turned into some sort of recommendation app or we had some sort of API available, all you want to do is get out of the airport in a new city and have a recommendation, whether that is you should book a taxi or you should book uh, an Uber at the moment because it's not on surge. Because what you're asking for is what decision do I need to make? What's, what's the choice I need to make right now? And that is to choose the carrier. The other thing... Um, that you could say is, well, which city is getting ripped off more? So that's sort of fun. You know, like if you were a journalist and you were going to report on this, you'd say, okay, my city gets ripped off more than Canberra or we get ripped off more than Melbourne. Um, All the drivers here are actually getting paid worse than somewhere else. It doesn't matter exactly which routes are um, they're not getting paid well for, but just as a general rule to rank them, that's probably the most interesting information once you've done the analysis. What do you need in order to do analysis like this and how hard is it to take it to the next level? Yeah, um, so initially we needed the data. Um, So there's a few places we got that from. There are a couple of APIs. Um, So Uber have a a pricing API that you can access. So you give it an origin and a destination and it will return a, a dollar value. Um, And then in other cases, we had to get the data manually. Um, So some of the team here collected that data. Um, So once you have that data, then you need a a platform to analyse it, um, so to visualise it and um, also manipulate some of the data. In some cases, we needed to do that. Um, So in that that case, there's things like Esri, um, Cardo, QGIS uh, and and a few others um, like your Google Maps and Mapbox, all those sort of providers. Um, so that, that's the next thing you need is, is that's the real tool, the tool set. Um, so, yeah, combining those two, the data with the, the platform, um, that's, that's pretty much all, all you need. Um, and then in terms of taking it to the next level, um, it would be about, I think, uh, adding in more data. Um, so some open data sources from the government, so um, whether it's demographics um, or, uh, yeah, even understanding a little bit more about sort of um, populations and, and um, toll roads, those sorts of things. Um, so being able to combine that with the data we've already got. Um, and then the other option there is, um, I suppose, to run more analysis um, with, with those two data sets sort of combined. 
there's one thing you forgot there, Dion, uh, is that you need the skills to actually do it. <laughs> not not anyone can just grab this data and stick on a map. So you do need a little bit of um, understanding of how it all works in terms of getting the data from its raw, um, you know, start and end points, turning that into a line, you know, which actually goes along the road and having the price show up and then being able to compare it within, you know, within the GIS package. So there is, there is something to it. It is a simple analysis um, when you know how. And um, what, I'd, what I'd like to add to that is it doesn't take that much to get to that point, and especially if you've got someone helping you, um, you know, just sort of get over the first little speed humps. Yeah, you're absolutely right there, Adam. And I guess looking at things from less of a technical and, and building point of view, if people want to learn more about this, what are some of the tools that they can look up to get started? Well, the first thing I'd say is um, they should check out um, the open data sources that you can get from the government. So you've got things like data.wa.gov.au in Western Australia or data.gov.au, and most states have a an equivalent. So, for example, data.vic.gov.au uh, and so on will, will get you um, a lot of open data sets that have already been published. Victoria is probably leading the way there and the number um, of data sets are available. And, and what that allows you to do is essentially add context. So you've got your base map, which you're going to get from most mapping packages. Then you've got your context of your suburbs or your statistical areas or whatever it is you're looking at. And then you can start adding other things like we just had to add the start and um, end points of journeys and the price. So once we had all the backing information, adding the cream on top, which is where the interesting analysis came from, was all we had to, was all we had to get. From a provider point of view, they um, a lot of the platforms that we worked with um, provide they, they they give out a lot of um, sort of training and use cases, uh, example use cases and that sort of thing. Um, so there's a couple um, of examples from Carto, which is actually the platform we use for the analysis, um, and there are also some others from things like Esri. Um, and even others like QGIS, like I mentioned, um, there are some really good examples from them in terms of um, what you can do once you have the data and um, how you can visualise it and what sort of uh, insights other people are getting out of similar data around the world. Um, so that's probably a really good place to start um, is looking through some of those. So there's a, a newsletter that Cardo send out called the Cardo 5. Um, so we'll, we can include a link to that. Um, and they send that out weekly and that gives you a really good uh, understanding of what other people are doing at the moment um, in, the, in the world of location intelligence. Um, there are a few others as well that we can in- include some links to. Um, and then also, like I mentioned, the, um, if you're really interested in this ride-sharing application, there are some APIs that are worth, worth checking out if you, want, uh, if you want to sort of replicate our analysis and uh, let us know how it goes. Um, we can include some of those as well. Great. Well, thank you both for joining me on today's episode. If you would like to subscribe or hear more, visit the NGIS website or subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Stitcher. You've been listening to Location Matters, the podcast from NGIS covering the world of mapping and location technology. To find more episodes or to read our blog, check out our website, ngis.com.au.